Welcome to Come Queens, a pussy positive podcast challenging cultural norms around our body, sexuality, and pleasure so that we can smash the fucking patriarchy one conversation at a time. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Grace. On this week's episode, we learn about the economic impact of COVID-19 on women and the work that must be done to care for our caregivers during this difficult time. So, do you want to start with this awesome post you made in our local quarantine Facebook group? Yeah, so because neither of us have the experience of being parents during this time, which is a lot of what this episode is also going to focus on, uh, we wanted to ask locals what's happening with their childcare responsibilities during this time. And we got some really interesting responses. And um, I, I don't know, it was just really cool to see everybody share what's going on with them. But, you know, it seems like Everyone's in this boat of trying to educate their kids from home, which is a big Mm -hmm. aspect of it. And some people have family supports that can help them during this, and some people don't. So we even got some responses from like a grandmother who was helping or a woman who was helping her niece and nephew um, and just trying to find the balance. And then I was messaging. I got a few private messages as a result And I was messaging one woman who was talking about how their household duties have just completely shifted because she works in healthcare and it didn't make sense for her spouse to continue to work. So now he's taken on the the primary child care responsibilities. Um, And but she has to work like a crazy schedule to adapt to that. So people Mm -hmm. are doing flexible work, working from home and then. There were other people who are essential workers that were still able to find childcare, um, and people who were working from home who were, you know, just trying to figure out what to do with their kids during that period of time. So, um, and then and then people have gone to just being a one income, one income family, right? So. And there's so much pressure with. It's, I mean, it's mainly, it's probably mainly falling on the women in the household to uh, educate and school the children, create some sort of, um, some sort of routine for them. But the good mom pressure, did you see that? And like, a lot of women are seeing other women like Instagramming and doing Insta stories of like these awesome, like sensory uh, ideas to do with their kids. And it just looks like perfect. And they're like the perfect uh, teacher mom ba- but baking and hiking oh yeah and I definitely have those Facebook friends too and I know I that can do it all yeah well yeah and some of them may have already been in a position like a few of the ones that I know were already in that position beforehand but even even moms who are already stay-at-home moms before this um, and actually one of our good friends responded to this post about that too like this has still been a challenge for them because at least before there were things that their kids, well, either they were in school, some of them still had Mm -hmm. children in school, or there would just be things in the community that you could do with your children that no longer exist. And socialization. Exactly. Another person reached out to me and said that, you know, they have a three-year-old and they're, and they're like, well, how do we, is Zoom a way to have, you know, socialization? When you're that age, 
you're just that your social emotional development is such a key part of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's definitely a big part of it too. So even even those who were are you know who were already staying at home are still looking at a new a new world. Yeah, and I mean summer hasn't even technically started yet, so I can't imagine like what parents are going to do then like because you can't have play dates I mean pools aren't open parks luckily have just opened so you can have that I mean I was going to say social distancing play dates but that's not going to work there's there's no way you can do that you can't socially distance children you know um, they're going to run to each other I mean how it's so sad uh I can't imagine being a mom right now and like having to explain like you can't see your friends you can't touch your friends right now and, like and how do you explain it in a way that's both age appropriate right. and not horrifying you know yeah you don't exactly. want to like give them some kind of you know you don't want to freak them out um yeah and then and then if you're balancing your career in the midst of that you know mm-hmm. we don't now we're just seeing the beginning of the reopening at least in our well I, I think it's pretty consistent across the country that the reopening is happening to some degree everywhere either now or it's about to and so then parents are going to be for if you had a job then you may be forced to go back to that job simply because it's reopened and then right. what do you do what do you do with those kids and in the summer they won't have they don't even have because teachers teachers have been doing a ton to get you know to get education to your kids but there's only so much that that can take on and they're not going to be there in the summer either. So that yeah, there's no summer camps. So, well, there are summer camps. I heard to tell you, I, yeah, the program that Ooh. I work with. Oh, that's right. Uh, there, there are some summer, some summer camps in our area that are still planning to mm-hmm. open, but I mean, what's the plan? How do you, I mean, we all know children are just little snot fests. They're just mm-hmm. all, cesspools. Yeah. They're touching. Yeah. So, so yeah, I really give, I give credit to these people who are doing, you know, they're already doing a difficult job. And now here's another thing. I mean, I think for a lot of people who didn't have kids, maybe this has been a break in some ways, um, depending on your circumstance. But I, I feel like if you have children, it has to have added to your workload. Oh yeah, exactly. Just double the workload, double the stress, like just feeling like you have to keep upping yourself like you're not doing enough for your child right now because they're not getting that traditional education and also like what do you do in the summer like if you you probably don't if you don't have money to hire a nanny I assume that's what wealthier parents will do right once things start to reopen summer and summer camps are not happening through schools I guess they are happening through certain organizations but I think nanny and privatization is the only way that some of these families are going to get relief. Right. And people who were in those fields before, too, like the women that were working in those fields have not had work. You know, if you were doing that kind of private work for a family, like there Mm -hmm. goes your income. And particularly if that was under the table, you might not have access to stimulus money that's available. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. So I was reading about some, some families who have continued to pay like their the people that they use either for, you know, cleaning or childcare. Um, but I mean, I doubt that that's happening in a widespread 
manner. I Yeah, I was going to say that's not the majority for sure. Yeah. So but that's great. Good for them. But just like moms, you guys are superheroes. Like, it's yeah, like for real. somehow, some way they're managing to do it. Um, but I guess you do what you have to do when you're given, you know, those tasks. But then there are no other option. But then they're forced to make these incredibly difficult decisions about the health and safety. Like that's what the, you know, um, one mom was expressing to me in the messages. She's just like, I just don't feel like my child can safely return to an environment like that. I know that they're going to be touching everything. You know, do I set, do I take the risk to try to increase my income, to try to save our family, you know, from mm-hmm. economic distress? How do you, how do you do that? Yeah. So, but I think it's probably also a time if your situation is that your partner, um, you know, the roles could be flipping during this time right. as well because maybe yeah maybe you depending on what your situation is one partner got furloughed or is at home and has now had to learn all of the responsibilities that maybe you were doing um i think i'm thinking specifically about dads and moms in my mm-hmm. yeah in my mental image of this yeah because women uh make up one third of essential workers out there um so if you're thinking if roles have shifted in the home, there is a possibility for that to last, have a lasting effect on the family, but it's definitely dependent on the specific family. Like it's so easy to fall back into roles that you've already established for yourself, whether they're like conscious or not. Right. And if you were helping kids with their homework before this, are you now doing all of their mm-hmm. education? You know, um, right. and I think and it's already a stressful time, which is a stressful time, you know, as individuals, but also a stressful time on relationships and families. And I feel like figuring out how you can support one another is the best thing that you can do. You know, like I see these fan, like really f- other families stepping up. OK, who's available? How do we make this work? And maybe you can't follow the exact rules. But like, if anything, all I can say of the honestly almost every respondent except for one was a woman and I think that they all just showed in one way or another that they're just doing the best that they can with what they have Mm -hmm. on their plate (laughs) so um but it's it's really scary this this episode when I was doing the research I don't I don't think it at all I don't know a lot of this is still sinking in for me and we don't Mm -hmm. know that the end impact but it, they were saying things like it might be the uh, a she session, like a like a recession, but for women, uh, beca- mm. because women are being kicked out of the workforce at disproportionate rates. They're being furloughed more frequently, and then in order for them to come back, I mean, history has shown us that in order for them to reenter the workforce, they're going to face even more burdens. Yeah, and pay cuts because of their families, right. And if you're an employer and you are only going to bring back, I mean, I have to say, like, I, I do also see that. Like, if you are, can only bring back so many staff members, are you going to pick the staff member who's the single mom who has, you know, has restrictions on the hours they can work mm-hmm. or, you know, the, a, a guy who doesn't, you know, who doesn't even have to take care of those child care responsibilities. Right. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a hard situation. 
Um, well, and we talked about a lot of, you know, domestic work in episode 11. And I think that all of these topics, all of it is just com compounded during this situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything is just is not everything, but a majority of this situation is falling on women. I mean, globally, women do three times more of work at home. So just regular housework. Now you're talking about educating children and coming up with a, a life schedule for them every day. And possibly also working from home or also mm -hmm. navigating what you're going to do with them when there's no childcare available. Um, yeah. There are very few, um, th yeah, there are very few places that are taking kids right now. One person who responded to this is a friend of mine and there's there's one place that is open and I think takes kids in unusual working hours because that's that's always an issue. If you work a, right. a third shift or a second shift job, you know, a lot of child care doesn't exist then anyway. And those wait, those are, can be lower wage jobs, too. But she said that the place where her child is attending is is looking to hire 10 teachers right now. So that's wow. <laughs> that's a lot to try to bring on. Yeah. Well, and then even even child care. Well, childcare staff are also, they may have children of their own or mm -hmm. they may have, you know, and those are already very low paid jobs that are done Incredibly. by women. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly low. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I read this, I read this statistic that, um, the, like of low income, the lowest income under 20%, like the bottom 20%, um, the 70% of them were mothers who are the primary or sole breadwinners in their families. So, I mean, this is going to change your dynamic if you have a partner, but quite frankly, a lot of women who are already getting paid the worst are mm -hmm. the women who ha already are responsible for being the breadwinners. Looking at all these statistics for uh, this research is really, it's, depressing um uh -huh. yeah so yeah women are hit a lot harder by unemployment during the pandemic 55 percent are women who lost their jobs in just march and april and most single parents are women which is not a surprise but it's 86 percent wow so and i wonder you know yeah, and I wonder who, and that's, I think, where these family supports can come into play. But then again, mm -hmm. that's like another mother. I was thinking about that, you know, right. it's like with yeah. a grandmother. And I mm -hmm. mean, those, I, I mean, those have existed. Those networks have existed during this time. But right. then there's people who are like, well, my mom, my, you know, the grandmother is immune compromised. The grandmother might be in exactly. a high risk population. Do you, yeah. do you risk exposing your own mother so that you can have a place to put your children so you can feed your children? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really difficult. I read that 23 million low-wage workers make less than $11 an hour, which are maids, cashiers, childcare workers, and servers. Mm -hmm. And um, already that that portion of the workforce, 67%, were already um, women. And um, they are – and even in those fields – women make 15% less and women of color make even less than that. Mm -hmm. That was the big, that was the big one too. I feel like women of color are, but just by far, 
I mean, of course, it's just like we talked about in another episode that like when you're the most impacted, then everything's going to impact, then this is going to impact you the most. So, right. Yeah. I, when they're like, when they go on TV and they're like, we're just trying to figure out like, why is this happening? Why are, you know, like death rates are higher among people of color too. I mean, not just in this Mm -hmm. area. And they're like, why? They just act like they're trying to get to the bottom of it. Like it's some big fucking mystery. I mean, like it's not a mystery. They're the same people that have been, when you don't have, yeah, exactly. When you don't have access to resources as it is, like under quote unquote normal circumstances, when a fucking pandemic hits, you're go- probably going to be the ones most impacted. I mean, they they know they're just playing dumb to continue the status quo, I think. Right. Or like, are you going to try to put this? I mean, and this is one of those situations where there's just fucking nothing you could say that's going to put this back on us where they're like, well, if you had worked harder or you had done this or made smarter choices (laughs) or whatever bullshit that they always say um, to try to like wash away the real disparities. There's none of that in this case. Right. Exactly. The bootstrap pull yourself up philosophy doesn't work in in a pandemic global crisis. Yeah. Um, Even though, yeah, so it's crazy that men are more likely to die from this virus, but women are just bearing the brunt of everything involved in this in this virus, from domestic violence to access to family planning services, which is terrifying. Um, right, because that's know, what you need if you if you're already in a horrible time is to have to yeah not have a way to take care of a child. Ugh. Um, and restricted abortion access, uh, there, a lot of abortion access has been restricted across the U.S. since the coronavirus has happened. Because weren't they considering that like an elective surgery in some places? Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah. Um, yeah. So then, yeah, so now what are you, like, it's just you're leaving people with impossible choices. Yeah. Um, I read that for, for heads of household where women where women are the heads of households 41.2% of our uh our black women 24.4% hispanic 12.7% white and 11.7% asian so that means that you know when black women are the most you know the most heads of household then they're probably taking on that role in a way that yeah, that we we just can't even imagine. And then, right, they're taking on economic responsibility. They're talk, taking on uh, home care responsibilities, and they're making the less, the least out of all other populations. And they're doing, they're like nursing assistants and home health care aides, like yes. people who are working with the vulnerable population. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and again, back to like, if you don't give a shit about other people, at least think about. The fact that this is going to impact you, you know, when you put people in these positions that puts at that puts you personally at risk. If you don't care what happens to others, like you're going to be impacted by the fact that you're pushing people out into the world to, you know, risk exposure to everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I feel so disconnected from just having a pulse on the situation. And and I just worry that there are people out there who like no one's in contact with, you know, like Mm -hmm. I I think from my, like when I was in the community mental health arena, like the first, one of the first questions we would ask people are like, who's your natural support system? Mm -hmm. And some people have these huge support systems and they have, you know, families and generations and, 
um, or just within the household. But some people don't have anyone. Some people, it's just them and their kids, and that's it. They don't. They can't yeah. ask. There's not someone for them to ask that favor of or um, to help out. So. I know I've been getting to see a lot more of my my next door neighbor's granddaughter, um, and dad's not around, but but mom can use like it's cool that they work together. I guess is what I'm saying because the yeah. grandma's supporting you know supporting mom through this too, and she's been around a mm-hmm. lot more because that's just it's wild to have your kids a hundred percent of the time with literally does no break whatsoever yeah you know and and I think moms should always be taking better care of themselves but like you know during this time it's like okay our one friend was like I would get like if I can get a 30 minute walk in and you know then that's a win you know yeah or nap time if your kid is young enough to still Mm -hmm. be napping I can't imagine being a kid too in this situation especially a teenager I think it would be one of the worst, one of the worst things. Yeah. I would be sneaking out like constantly to go see friends or something. You would not be social distancing. Well, the the teen, yeah. And I mean, it's like you can't, it's hard for me to grudge them just because I remember being a teen and, yeah. um, but that's, you know, ugh, my, my aunt sent me this video of my cousin. So my cousin was supposed to graduate high Mm. school this year. But the whole band, he, he was in band, and, like, the whole band put together this beautiful Zoom oh. performance. I was crying. I cried. That's awesome. Whenever I see these moments of, like, where there's, like, people doing the birthday parade for grandpa or, like, stuff like this, I just, it instantly sends me yeah. into tears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just like, oh, well, you just, you just see how important human connection is. Yeah, definitely. But I think that if you are someone who's struggling in one of these situations, really start to evaluate who your who your support system is. I know like we were just talking about that the other day, like we need to use each other as yeah. we need to reach out and say something if we need support from each other, you know? And Yeah, you just need to take that first step and like realize, okay, I am feeling pretty isolated and lonely. Let me like send a text to someone or, or call them. Yeah, like it's okay to say you're not okay. And this is especially a time when like lots of people are relating to that. So mm-hmm. um, there are other... There are other people who can at least even just providing encouragement or having a place to vent about your situation. Like that's that's yeah. what I thought the thread kind of turned into that it was cool is like it just seems mm-hmm. like an opportunity to be like, OK, we're in this we're in this together. Yeah. But we need to structure we need to structure the these stimuluses. I mean, it doesn't make sense how they're structured because if you're an essential worker, this is what blows my mind. I keep thinking about these people working at the grocery store. It's like yeah. they're over here, I, what, probably making like eight, nine bucks an hour. I'm, I'm thinking that's probably what our big chain around here pays people. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people who are on unemployment getting $600 a week. But these people aren't even getting half of that working a full-time job on the front lines in a pandemic. What, right. What's it's this, insane. What sense does that make? And right. are they supposed to lose their job if you can't, you know, if you can't make it to work? Um, I read the UN put out a, some information, though, about what businesses can do to support people. And 
these are things that should be obvious, but I think it's good to say them, that uh, representation and inclusion of women and people of color when they're plant like doing planning and decision making around COVID is really important because mm-hmm. I can picture in companies too, you know, the companies I've worked for have been all headed by white men. And, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so maybe, and, and now's the time to say like, Hey, this is the situation I'm in. And maybe some men are dealing with that as their, if their spouses or, you know, have been going through something. So maybe they will be able to offer a little more perspective than they had before. But if they're, hopefully, yeah, if they're not in the conversation, then that's not going to work. Right. Nothing's going to change. Right. And you have to speak up at work. You know, I mean, there's mm-hmm. the flexibility, the work schedules. That's something I think that could be a positive that comes out of this, but flexibility with work arrangements and offering that to your employees is really important as best you can make that happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Offering childcare options. I, I worked in manufacturing yes. facilities and I was just like, we have like the one place I worked had 700 employees. I'm like, you guys can't sustain a childcare facility, but you can have a cafeteria where you maintain an entire staff to feed people lunch every day. So why is that not a thing? Um, and then they, I saw that Home Depot provides uh, everyday childcare for their workers, which I didn't know about. But that's fucking fantastic! Wow, go Home Depot. Maybe I'll switch. I doubt Lowe's does. I've been. I, I need to switch. I know. I've been going to Lowe's. I have to admit it. Same. There's but just, I'm reading there's better and more. better things about Home Depot. There's more of them around me. The Lowe's. Yes. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and workplaces can be a place too to be an outlet like for domestic violence too where they mm-hmm. can you can connect people in and help people and provide right. mental health support. I mean, we're the only fucking country. This is a whole other episode that we could go into, but that doesn't have <laughs> you know, FMLA. Like we don't have like paid leave, family leave in any tangible right. way that exists. Right. So, mm-hmm. but the coronavirus they, they did pass a bill called the Families First Coronavirus Response Act that will go through the end of December. Um, it applies to businesses with 50 to 500 employees, which I found curious because businesses with over 500 employees seem like they should definitely have the resources to yeah, provide Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> um, and if you're under 50 employees, you can basically exempt yourself by saying it's like financially not possible for you to follow mm-hmm. this program. But you can, okay. you can get 12 weeks of paid leave um, under two sub-programs, the Emergency Family Medical Leave Expansion Act and the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act. And essentially, both of them add up to up to 12 weeks of pay at two-thirds of what you would be paid before if you need to if you need to miss work because you don't have child care and this is for men and women correct see this is i think it's just getting companies like walmart and the big box stores out of it which are the essential workers and these are the people who probably need it the most and a lot of probably single mothers work at these these places so i mean this is a good bill but this is i really i hope we can just like learn from it and expand on it and like push for this more like I really hope that people kind of wake up and realize like this is not how we should be treating people 
Yeah, and, and our our and just calling our essential workers heroes is not going to cut it. Right. Well, but I mean, we've been calling people in the military heroes, but not stopping them from just like endless from dying and, and stupid... killing themselves when they come back. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this. Yeah, this definitely. Well, and you just think like on the one hand, it's like okay, well, this is maybe this is a moment for change. Maybe people will wake up and see the light. But the thinner mm-hmm. and thinner that people are stretched, how are they supposed to have time to, you know? call you know make take action steps to make things different I mean I think what you- yeah exactly and then these people are like feeling more pressure to just go along with their uh their workplace because they don't want to lose their job like this is all they're clinging on to this so and we don't again, know the power what jobs is shifted back exist. on the employer yeah what's going to be yeah, here exactly at the end? I mean maybe everything comes back you know what we just need to burn it all down I, that's what I'm for. Well, and I and I really do think that there is there is just a tipping point that ha- that we have to reach at some point when you get this mm-hmm. wealth dynamic that's so so vastly different. There's just no way that the economy can support itself when there are so many people without. I mean, prior to this, we were in the best, the quote unquote, best economic times. And and I mean, on paper, based on the metrics we use, that's true. Unemployment was so low. But then if, yeah. if people have jobs, then how are they going hungry? You know, I saw someone post um, on another page kind of like defending millennials and was like, I worked, I was a single mom who owned my home and I forget what their job was, but it was like a service industry job. And they were like, I made $8 an hour. And like at the time, it was like at the time that was enough for them to support their family and own a house. Now, if you make $15 an hour as just a single human with no children, you're start. That's it's it's hard to cut it on that. You can I think to me, that's the minimum of how you can make it work. But I don't see how you then have a family on top of it. No. Yeah, incredibly hard. And so we have to push to just like demand that those and that the resources should get pushed away. It seems like they just gave everyone like everyone got the stimulus and maybe Mm -hmm. going forward, we should target the funds to who needs them the most. I think that they just went all, you know, I mean, I get it. They had to get money out and they had to get it out fast. But in the next round, they could actually make decisions where. They could do better. And if you're supporting businesses with your dollars, you should be telling them, hey, you better be treating your people well in order to get right. my dollars. Yeah. So that's probably an incentive to shop locally and not at your local Walmart. Yeah. And th- now I've really just tried to focus on that. Um, and there really are a lot of great Yeah, options. businesses that are still running and, and doing a lot of social media and it's not necessarily more expensive. Like you would think that some things yeah. might be, um, but that's not always the case. Our friend just had a bunch of stuff delivered from a local store. Like they just dropped it on her doorstep. I'm like, that's faster so than cute. Amazon Prime. And fuck you, Jeff exactly. Bezos. I'm off. Exactly. I'm off of it. <laughs> I'm off of Amazon 100%. Like I, well, I didn't renew my Prime membership last year just because Ooh. it just didn't renew on its own like I I switched credit cards or something and then I was using my stepmom's account for a while but now I've just been like no more now I can't speak for my husband because cold turkey I'm cold turkey but I can't say that the the household dollars aren't aren't going to Amazon 
I definitely did just order like a a dongle on Amazon. So dongle dongle. I'm not doing good. <laughs> well, it's it's hard too when it's you're just so used to it and it seems like the simplest way to get what you Right. what you need. I mean, I probably could have gone to just another website. Well, no, I would have to go to an Apple store and that's in Greenville. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have to go to a physical store. You could just order it on another website. That's true. Yeah. Just like any other website. <laughs> There's but I was I was trained. I I wanted it fast, I wanted it hard, I wanted it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amazon's coming to our area now too. So we'll see. Oh, really? One of the plants? Mm-hmm. Where? Yeah. Um I'm not sure the exact location, but huh. yeah, they just announced that during this, you know, but they like don't let people pee while they're working. I mean No, I mean it's it's terrible working conditions. Yeah, like workers' rights have You're got, on your feet. Yeah. We're making, yeah, we have made, the workers have made this economy what it is. And mm-hmm. that needs to be reflected. And I think that people who are doing, I mean, what if you said, hey, I'm not, but then how do you do that? If you're in such an economic peril to begin with, how do you say, well, I'm not going to work for you or I'm going to strike? Like people are so fearful that it's hard for them to stand up. Mm -hmm. But I think that you can do, you could do that. You could support your neighbors or if you know, you know, like even if you, I mean, now that things are getting looser, like if you come up with some ideas, like, hey, maybe you could help watch your neighbor's kid for an hour so that they can just go be alone (laughs) for a second and have, you know, and have that, uh, if you feel comfortable, you know, as far as distancing goes. And I think that women, if you're a mom and you're listening, like cut yourself a shitload of slack right now. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're, what you're doing is probably great. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> you're doing the best. You don't need to like be making Pinterest, uh, sensory activities for your kid like every three hours like you're you're doing fantastic keeping them alive (laughs) yeah yeah and that's your main goal and to to give them and to keep yourself like you know stable because those you know those stress responses that we learn as kids carry us throughout our whole exactly yeah I mean I know yeah I feel like that and that's Um, So that's a really big deal. And I mean, I do think we have to get when we talk about opening schools and I mean, we do if we're expecting people to go back to work, we have to give them somewhere to put their kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I agree that schools should open because I think that it's dangerous on a lot of levels. But if they're if that's the decision we're making, we got to just rock with it. No, yeah, I don't think you can open one and not the other. Like, that won't work. But that's what's happening right now, as best I can tell. Schools aren't open and businesses. I mean, this weekend, what was it, the 22nd that we went into the next phase here in North Carolina? Phase two. I mean, bonkers. Everything, it was just like back in business. I mean, some and some businesses have made, the I think, the responsible decision to stay closed. And if you can continue to furlough your employees through that, but... The extra money from the federal government for unemployment runs out at the end of July, and that little fucker Mitch McConnell is 
stopping anymore. They're like, oh, let's just see. Let's just see. Let's see what happens. Okay. Well, guess what's happening? People are dying, and and then they're subsequently going to run out of money. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and give to organizations that are supporting these women in your community, too. I think that that's, if you do have extra funds, like, Find your nonprofits that can go to help feed families. Um, and yeah, just realize that your position, even though our position, it's hard, this is hard for all of us. It's really yeah, extra hard for a lot of people and especially women of color. So get your, if you are in a partnership, lay your boundaries out and get, Oh, for sure. You need to, you need to get, yeah, you got to step to have them step up that childcare. I read that. Did you read that one article where like the mom had to just quit her job because the dad was just like, I can't do it. I can't hack yeah. it. Yeah, dude, that, that article made me sad. Cause like the dad refused to be interviewed and that just kind of like cemented like, okay, is he kind of a piece of shit? Kind of sounds like it. Cause she like. He was like, yeah, I can't watch him anymore. And so she just quit her job at a major, like, tech company. Yeah, she and was, she was the, the CEO. CEO. Yeah. Um, so now she's just taking care of her child all day. I don't know what her husband's doing. And just like we've learned, like, even women who are the breadwinners of the families were already... Still take d- on most of the responsibilities of the household. Yeah, don't compensate. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel... Let that guilt go. Because you no. are... You're, I know. Yeah. You're doing it all, and also your kids are gonna, they're gonna figure it out. They, your kids need you to be okay more than they need anybody, anything else. That, I feel like that's exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, women are still responsible for, they do 4.1 hours a day of more domestic work compared to men who do 1.7 hours, which I still think is maybe a stretch for men. (laughs) Yeah. That's the average. Yeah, and but yeah, out of any like, hopefully, like this, like people are seeing like the unequal distribution of labor just in the household alone. Like we're clearly seeing it on a global scale, and just workers who are undervalued, um, who you rely on every day, like grocery workers and uh, healthcare workers. But hopefully, you're seeing it like you're definitely seeing it in a micro scale in your own home because you're with this person twenty four seven now. So. These roles are clearly being established and have a conversation if you're not happy with it. Yeah. And in our and you hopefully we're valuing the fields that are dominated by women like childcare, like healthcare, mm-hmm. like, you know, dom- just domestic work in general. Yeah. Um, I think that that, you know, it has to you have to be seeing that. Women are holding the shit down. We're holding it down and we've been holding it down. Um, But but we need to step up for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love this quote because it's so true by Nala Valji. Um, Our formal economy is only possible because it's subsidized by women's unpaid work. And it's just, it's it's so true. It's more true than ever. I know. I I've definitely seen statistics. I don't have it about like the economic value of women's unpaid labor, 
and mm-hmm. and also women tend to be the caretakers too of their parents like you may be care- yes you and this time you might be caring for your child as well as your parents then you're trying to see okay how to keep my parents safe you know right. because the, they're older and at risk so yeah i mean we have we have some opportunities for growth if if we can just see these people and that's why these stories like that's why i was so excited that all these people were responding on here because i was thinking about just the other people that are seeing it too more than anything right. like hey do you know that this is happening out here do do you see them and also seeing what we have to be seeing what teachers are doing we have to i mean <laughs> jesus yeah when are we going to recognize these <laughs> teachers <laughs> and that's not our only job like I don't know. I don't know how it got to be where it was our, and now women are forced to work. You know, we've been making unprecedented gains in the workforce. And now, and we've been getting, women are more, you know, college educated now. We can't, Mm -hmm. we can't allow this to be an opportunity to backslide on that. Right, exactly. So you stand up for yourself. Because I I mean, I do, I do think that we still have power in the situation in that they need us to keep their shit going. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they can't just be like, oh, we'll fire teachers. But I mean, in all these states, they're talking about pay cuts for teachers or, oh, now now you have to make the sacrifice. No, say fuck no to that. You, I mean, teachers already work like side jobs just to be a teacher. Oh, yeah. Dude, the teachers here fucking drive the buses. I've seen job ads where they expect you to wake up at six in the morning and fucking drive the school bus and then teach them all day. It's mandatory in North Carolina because they don't have a privatized school bus system here. It's bullshit. And that's why I couldn't get hired in the public school system because (laughs) I have epilepsy and you can't trust a a sleazy person to be driving a bunch of kids around. And we wouldn't trust yourself. Like who wants to take on, like I wouldn't. I don't think I'd want to drive. No to fucking way am I am I waking up at like five in the morning and learning a whole route and and picking up kids and dropping them off. Like, hell no. Yep, get another person. That's a whole job. That's exactly. a whole job on I its know. own and an important. But they're cheap and they don't want to pay for it. North Carolina, just another way <laughs> that we kind of suck. Ugh. Yeah. But if you, I will say, definitely know that you do have some rights when it comes to this uh, family leave and, and take it if you are eligible for it because, and and if you can handle it financially because it is only two-thirds of your of your previous pay. But if you were paying mm-hmm. for childcare, maybe there's, before that, maybe there's like a little bit of a gap. And they said that you, if you talk about it with your employer, you can use it intermittently. So let's say you can work out with your other supports about somebody else. You know, oh, I need two extra days off a week. I can only work three days a week during this time, but I can work it out for these other days. You should be able to figure that out. And then we can just say, hey, keep this up at the end of this. Why? Yeah, exactly. But the fuck shit about this program is that if you've already used FMLA this year, that counts against You're the time. Out. So, wow. so you have those twelve weeks. So, let's say you had a baby in January, mm-hmm. <laughs> the perfect time. Um, then, and you used your twelve weeks. Like then, that just like cuts out the whole shit. If you even had a job that qualified f- that for right. you to begin with, and I also think our and that's where I really worry too about our undocumented communities because they're not eligible for 
any of this. And they're the people who are keeping like our food supply going, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all ugh, so much work behind the scenes. Um, and we have to keep them safe and protected again because they are they are supporting us they are helping us and so exactly i hope that this also gives recognition to those communities too without them we would be fucked i mean it it was really upsetting to learn that um undocumented people were not eligible for the stimulus check and even people who are married to undocumented people were not eligible to it i think it's that's that's just like i think it's not just undocumented i think it's just non-citizens i have to double check that i have to fact check myself but that's like so that means that i'm pretty sure if you're in yeah so you could even be in the process of trying to do the doc right that long like bureaucratic bullshit process of finally becoming a citizen that could take like upwards of 20 years sometimes yeah yeah even if you're even if you're married to some you know everybody everyone thinks that that's like you're easy in or something it's not no no, (laughs) not at all so so yeah some some things are pretty maddening and if you guys want to share any of your stories with about what you're experiencing through this we um you can go on our facebook group we haven't talked about that in a while um, oh yeah, but we have our our Come Queens Facebook group, and it's popping. It is, and that's a great place to just say. I'm also in a really cool Facebook group that has way more people in it than our group does, called Women Supporting Women. But they just like oh, post nice. their stories, and then people su- support them because like virtually is a great way to support people now. And maybe you yeah. make a new friend out of the situation. Um, exactly. And use, yeah, use your virtual support system too because mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, if you wanted to come on there and tell us your story or what you're going through, like we'll throw some love your way and see if there's anything, you know, that we know how to do to help, even if it's just to listen because I know that that can, yeah. can be some help. Well, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll be back next week with another topic. Have a good one. Words mean something.